Never been on the radio before until last week. Amen. Oh. Radio is tough. To, it's a lot of difficulty with radio, I'm finding out. We're glad that you're here on COVID-19 and Easter 2020. And all around the world, of course, the pandemic is uh, touching every nation, of course. It's touching our America as never before. And uh, it's something that we'll remember for the rest of our earthly lives, for sure, this, this uh, season of COVID-19, obviously. And it's, it's, it's got the world terrified, of course. America's terrified. People are staying home and so forth. And, of course, we're under orders, and I understand that and so forth. And I'm glad you came out and, uh, to, to this quarantining service. But I want you to know that long after the COVID-19 pandemic is forgotten in the dust pile of history, one day this will be forgotten. How many of you knew there was a Spanish flu 100 years ago? Nobody knew that until about, uh, about two months ago when they told us that once upon a time there was a flu that killed 100 million people in America over the course of three years. And I never even knew about it myself until just a, a couple of months ago, of course, and we were reminded. But this, too, will pass in off in history. But I want you to know that this Resurrection, Resurrection Sunday, that Christ will be celebrated for all eternity, will celebrate him as King of kings and Lord of lords. He rose on this day. So because of the coronavirus, one day death is on the rise. And they say, I think it's kind of fitting that today or yesterday or maybe tomorrow will be the, the, the peak of the pandemic, of course, in America, and at least in New York City and thereabouts, I guess. And most people will die in America tomorrow, maybe, or today, rather. And it's only fitting that on the day of Christ resurrecting from the grave that, that uh, from here on out, the death toll goes down, of course. But today, we celebrate a risen Savior in an empty tomb. We live and die, but Christ died and lives. I want to read again from the passage of Scripture Pastor Parmar read from, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, but I'd like to start in verse number 1. If you have your Bibles, I'd encourage you to follow along with me. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. It's the resurrection chapter. But verses 1 through 8 reads this way. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. By which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which also I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of about five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James and then of all the apostles. And last of all, Paul said, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. For time's sake, we go to verse number 12. Follow along with me to verse number 20. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that if no, there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, we are also found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is Christ not, is, is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now, 
is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. In these seven verses here, we have verses 12 to verse 20, we have seven ifs that we read the word if seven times. We find the, the word then and the, word, the, the implication of the word then at least seven more times following that. And I want to give you four, if, for the time that we have this morning, I want to talk about the four if-thens of eternity. The four if-thens of eternity. This COVID-19 is going to come and go. It's going to pass one day, but the resurrection of Christ lasts forever. He rose this day on this Lord's Day. And so I want to have four in-your-face or in your car windshields, truths, if I can. If I, can. I can't even see some of you here. I'm, I'm looking through dark windshields, and I think you're out there somewhere. If you're out there, give me a thumbs up, by the way. In fact, better yet, give me a th- horn honk if you can hear me. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I guess you can hear me. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to know you're out there. I can't, I can't hear anybody. I can't see anything. It's just me and the wind. But I want to give you the first truth about the first if. If it's true, and it is, then... What's involved in regards to eternity? If Jesus, number one, if Jesus rose from the dead, then Christianity is true. And every other religion is false. Let me say that again. If Jesus rose from the dead, then Christianity is true and every other religion is false. Let's face it, Jesus made the audacious claim no less than four times in the Gospels. Let me quote to you three of the four times where he said, in John chapter 2, verse 19, in the beginning of his earthly ministry, Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up again. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 22 and 23, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men. He predicted his own death, his own crucifixion. And they shall kill him. And the third day he shall rise again. Matthew 28, chapter 20, verses 18 and 19. Jesus said, Behold, we go to Jerusalem, he told his disciples. And the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priest and unto the scribes. And they shall condemn him to death, exactly as it, as it happened. And they shall deliver him to the Gentiles, the Romans, to mock and to scourge and to crucify him. And the third day he shall rise again. Christ is the only person in human history to ever predict not just his death, millions of people have predicted their death. One day I'm going to die. One day you're going to die one day. And it probably be sooner than you think, sooner than I think. We're here today and we're gone tomorrow. We're going to die one day. You can predict your death. I'm going to die one day. That's a big deal. Everybody is pointing at him and wants to die. But Jesus not only predicted his death, but he's the only one that ever predicted his resurrection. It's one thing to say you're going to do something. It's nothing entirely to do it. I can say I'm the greatest basketball player that ever lived. I can take on LeBron James and beat him. You all believe that, don't you? Honk your horn if you believe that. You don't believe that. You're lying. You don't believe that at all. You just heard honk your horn. I can't beat LeBron James, but I can say I could beat LeBron James, but he'd kill me. He'd, he'd cream me in a basketball one-on-one match. I could talk all I want about it, but I couldn't do it. Talk is cheap. Actions are speak louder than words. Jesus, he said, I'm going to die. On the cross, I'm going to be crucified. Three days later, I'm going to rise again from the grave, and he did it. Just like he said he did it. If there is no resurrection of Christ, then we have no Christianity. The resurrection is the archstone of Christianity. There is no Christianity without it. If there's no resurrection of Christ, then Christianity is no better or no worse than any other religion in the whole world. Buddha, Gautama. Buddha means one who is awake. 
Gautama Buddha was born in Nepal and about 2,500 years ago. He died in 400 B.C. Look it up on Wikipedia like I did. And he's buried in Kushinagar, India. You can go to his gravesite where Gautama Buddha is buried. You can go to Al-Majid and Nawabi in Saudi Arabia, and you can find the tomb where Mohammed was born in 570 A.D., and he died 632 A.D., 62 years of age. He's buried there. You can go to Germany, and you can go to the gravesite of Friedrich Nietzsche. He was born in 1885, 1845. He died in 1900. He's a famous German philosopher that said, who gave the great quote, and he made the proposition that God is dead. Well, I want you to know that God is, Nietzsche is dead, and God is alive. I want you to know that if there's no resurrection from the dead, then Christianity is no better than, than, than Buddhism. It's no better than Hinduism. It's no better than Mohammedism. It's no better than uh, atheism. It's no better than Christian science. It's no better than Scientology. Tom Cruise and John Travolta follow the Ron Hubbard Scientology. Well, Ron Hubbard's dead, and Jesus lives again. Jesus lives forevermore. Therefore, heed the fact that Jesus rose from the dead, then Christianity is true and every other religion is false. Heed these two verses. John 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, unto Thomas, doubting Thomas he's called, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus gave the, the, the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. He's all the way to heaven. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Peter got it down finally in Acts 4, 12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And so this first statement this is, uh, uh, of truth, this first if-then statement has to do with the nature of truth. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. The Bible's true. Jesus died on the cross and he rose again the third day and he claimed he'd do it and he did it. And it makes it separates Christianity from every other religion in the world. It makes every other religion false. But then secondly, I want you to know the second proposition we find from 1 Corinthians 15. That is simply this. The second if-then statement has to do with the nature of life. The first if-then statement has to do with the nature of truth. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. The second if-then statement has to do with the nature of life. If Jesus rose from the dead, then life does not end at the grave. Billions of people are in some form of communism or socialism or atheism this morning. Marx and Lenin are dead and in the grave and they're in hell. They had they it wrong not only about their economy, about the economy and socialism and communism, but they were wrong about who Jesus was. Communism and socialism are twin sisters spawned by twin sisters of atheism and evolution. They all go hand in hand. In this death season of COVID-19, the world's theme song is John Lennon's Imagine. I heard it played on the radio. I wanted to watch it. It was on Fox News, they, they were on television rather. They had Fox News they had a special with... Uh, Ellen John, I wanted to see what they had, the world had to say about this COVID-19 all around the world. The whole world's coming together. And it's epitomized, epitomized in John Lennon's song, Imagine. He wrote these words, and people are singing it like they're singing Amazing Grace. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Why, why live for today? Of course, because there's no heaven or no hell. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for. And no religion to.
Imagine all the people living life in peace. There's no peace without Jesus Christ, by the way. You may say, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will be one. This world is on a collision course with hell. This world is not a friend of grace. This world is not a friend of, of Christ. Imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger, a brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people sharing all the world. You may say, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us, and the world will be one. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But Christianity is more than, this li- than just this life. It is the life to come. He's, he came to Jesus Christ, came to give us life and give it more abundantly. This body is mortal. Your body is mortal. It'll die and you'll be burned up or you'll go to a grave one day. That's true. I'll be, I'll be going to my graveside and I'll be, I'll be encased in a tomb and in a, in, a, in a casket. My body will be dead, but my soul lives on. You see, if Jesus rose from the dead, then life does not end at the grave. The body is mortal, but the soul is immortal. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. The Bible says Jesus Christ himself said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather kill them which are able to destroy both soul and body in hell. There is an everlasting heaven. There is an everlasting hell. The fact of the resurrection, Jesus Christ rose from the grave and proves the fact that the end is not the grave. You may be here and say, uh, when I die, I'm six foot under. No, you won't be six foot under. Your body will be six foot under, but your soul will live forever. We're immortal souls. Mortal bodies, immortal souls. We'll live one place forever and ever and ever. Either the eternal bliss called, place called heaven, God's kingdom, or we're in a, an eternal hell separated from God for the rest of eternity. But in these if-then statements from the resurrection chapter from 1 Corinthians 15, if Jesus rose from the dead, then life does not end at the grave. But thirdly, if Jesus rose from the dead, then we as a human race must have been in very bad shape. Lenin talked about the, John Lennon talked about the brotherhood of man. There is a brotherhood of man. We're all human beings, everyone within the sound of this voice. We're all, we all were created by the same God. We all have the gift of earthly life, physical life. It's from, from, from God Almighty. Man can do a lot of things, but man can't create life. That's why life is sacred. Life's from God. But if Jesus rose from the dead, then the human race must be in very bad shape. You see, he died to be in our stead. He died to, to take our sins away from us. We are, he's the Savior. We're the sinners. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Our sin is so grievous. I give you one example of a very grievous, wicked, hell-bound, deserving sinner. His name was David. David in the Psalms. David in 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. David, the king of Jerusalem. You say, I thought he was a man after God's own heart. That's what God said. But David was a polygamist. He had at least 11 wives. He had multiple. He had, he had incest in his family. He had murder. He had premeditated murder. He had adultery. David was wicked in so many ways. He tried to hide his sin. He had a man and a number of other men killed just to hide his sin. And he, he didn't feel bad about it until Nathan, of course, pointed his pony finger at him and said, Thou art the man. David knew he was a sinner. Yea, let God be true again, but every man... Uh, uh, a, 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 a sinner. 
Therefore, take heed. You see, we are, the wages of our sin is death. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible prophesied Jesus is coming as the lamb slain before the foundation of the world in Isaiah chapter 53, 700 years before he came to the earth. And the Bible says in Isaiah 53, 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him, as Jehovah God hath laid on him, that's Jesus Christ, the iniquity or the sin or the wickedness of us all. Christ died for us. He became sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And so this Jesus in 1 Corinthians 15, we see these if-then relationships, if-then certainties of eternity. If Jesus rose from the dead, Christianity is true and every other religion is false. The Bible's true. If Jesus rose from the dead, then life does not end at the grave. There is a hereafter. There is a judgment. It's point of the man wants to die, but after this is a judgment. There is a place called heaven. There is a place called hell. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It's true. It's the, the, the genius of life. God created our souls to be uh, immortal. Our bodies are mortal. Our bodies will decay and die one day, but our soul lives forever. Thirdly, if Jesus rose from the dead, then we as a human race must have been in very bad shape. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He died because we could not save ourselves. But fourthly, listen carefully, if Jesus rose from the dead, and he did, then God loves you whether you like it or not. Let me say that again. If Jesus rose from the dead, and he did, then God loves you whether you like it or not. You see, there's a lot, lot of talk about love out there in this big wide world, but there's not a whole lot of love to go around. We live in a world of hate, a world of war, a world of strife, a world of division, and divisions in our own families, let alone our own country, let alone our own workplace, let alone our own uh, uh, United Nations, so-called United Nations. There's, there's division, hatred, and strife everywhere you look. But Jesus said, Greater love hath no man than this, and a man lay down his life for his friend. God said, Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved, for God the Father so loved the world that he gave. 1 Timothy 4 and verse 10, the Bible tells us that because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe, Christ died for the sins of all, but only, only those that receive him will receive that atonement, or will receive that forgiveness. He's a propitiation or the covering for our sins, 1 John 2, 2 says. But not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Christ died, Christ loved you so much, God loved you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, as a perfect sinless ransom to die in your stead. That's true. He loved you. The question is not, did God, does God love you and did Christ die for you? That's a given. That's true. But if you die and go to hell, it's because you reject his gift of eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But God commendeth, Romans 5, 8 says, but God commendeth, or God demonstrated or proved or showed his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But he was delivered for our offenses, and he was raised again for our justification. John eleven twenty five and 26, Jesus said at a grave of a man that had been dead for four days, his name was Lazarus. 
He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? How much does God love you? He loved you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die in your place. The if-then statements, truths of eternity found in the resurrection chapter, 1 Corinthians 15. On this day of COVID-19, I want you to know this is also Easter 2020, resurrection 2020. And he's alive. He died on the cross as he said he would. He predicted it before the foundation of the world. He rose again the third day. And he lives forevermore. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever men may say. I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives, he lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives? He lives within my heart. I know it. It's true. I know also know this, as we end, not on a negative note, not on a positive note, but death is sure. We have millions of Americans afraid of COVID-19, and I suppose we should be afraid of it. It's pretty dangerous business. But there's many other ways that people die far more than COVID-19, by suicide, by cancer, by alcoholism, by uh, drugs, many different ways that people die. And far more than COVID-19 will ever kill. But one way or another, we'll all die. That death is sure. But here's the good news. They're trying to find a cure for COVID, and hopefully they've got the hydroxychloroquine, I guess it's called, and other drugs and so forth, and we'll get a vaccine for it eventually in a few months, they say, and we'll be cured from COVID-19, but then there'll be COVID-20 coming along or something else coming along in a few more years from now, in a year from now, or two years from now, whatever. One way or another, we're going to die. And I know they might get a cure for temporary relief from COVID-19, but I want you to know that Christ is the cure for all of death. He's the cure for the first death and all the second death as well. He's, he's alive today and he lives forevermore. We're going to have a word of prayer. I want to invite you, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, the reason why you have not, maybe you've never heard the message or maybe you've heard the message and you've rejected it. It's not God's fault that you'll die and go to hell. He sent his son Jesus to die for you. You can be saved today if you'll receive his love and call upon Christ. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What a great God we serve. What a great Savior we, we, we serve. And we'll, we'll sing one verse here if we can. We'll try to do it a cappella unless Tim's got it ready for, well, I guess we got it here. We'll sing, I serve a risen Savior in a moment. Let me have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this we call it a quarantining Sunday. Lord, I never imagined that on Easter Sunday we'd have a parking lot service, Lord. A few months ago it was never even thought of. Thousands of churches all around America and even around the world are meeting today, Lord, uh, by either virtual church on the Internet or by, by in church parking lots or maybe in some cases in buildings, Lord, and they're worshiping you. They're not afraid of the covid 19 they're more they're more of reverential fear lord they have a desire to serve the resurrected savior lord i pray for those that need to be saved today give them a holy spirit unction this morning may they receive christ alone if you're here within the sound of my voice and you need to receive jesus christ as your savior this could be your last opportunity to be saved today boast not thyself tomorrow for no 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 notice not what a day may bring forth why not receive jesus christ today Pray this prayer in your heart and mean it with your heart, with all, all your being.
Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I know it was for my sins that Jesus, you died on that cross. I believe you died for my sins. And I know you rose again the third day, just like you said. And I now accept your gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of yourself in my stead, to be my Savior. I ask that you make me a child of God. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Save me. Take me to heaven when I die. Help me to walk and live with you on this earth and then in heaven for all eternity. And I thank you and I praise you for it on this resurrection Lord's Day. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing our song together if we could.